Welcome back. This is B. Timothy, a.k.a. Speak Life, and... Ozma, a.k.a. Mizzy. And today we're speaking about... How to feed your soul and build self-esteem. Which is part of our self-love series. So, Timothy. Yes, yes. From your opinion, what is feeding your soul and how do you do it? Feeding your soul is basically finding that spark. Finding that thing that makes life more great. And that's something that the physical cannot do. So, you can do it by searching for spirituality, Mm -hmm. entering religion, trying to find purpose in life. And these are things that physical, the physical can't really give you. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the soul, the spirit, it's supernatural. Mm -hmm. That's, That's your spark. That's your true self so to feed that it's 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 just a doorway to to possibility to opening your mind my first time actually really focusing on feeding my soul is when I seen the secret my uncle gave he gave me the DVD um the secret actually is a book uh, by Rhonda Barn. And if I'm saying her name right, um, but I didn't, I didn't read the book. I seen the DVD. Um, her, the book was, I heard, it was amazing. It's more in depth, but basically, it's just about the secret, the secret, the secret, which is um, law of attraction. Um, it breaks down law of attraction, but not fully. It doesn't give you full detail. Um, so I. That made me research even more. So what are some ways that you feed your soul now? Uh, same thing, spiritual practice. I do, uh, I'm a Reiki practitioner. So uh, I do Reiki on myself and others. Um, that helps feed my soul because that helps add towards my purpose, my, my soul's, and my soul's worth. Um, I do mentors. I mentorship, uh, again, that helps me feed my soul, that helps me, and it helps me to help others to learn to feed their soul. Um, I also, I meditate. Meditate helps me to center myself, to really become one with my soul. But on a smaller scale, like a simpler scale than that, I just live life. I, mm. I allow that, that, that child within to run free. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, maybe one day I feel like hopping on the scaffolds. I'll do that. <laughs> or climb when I'll be in Central Park and I want to, you know, something say, yo, climb the rocks. I'll climb the rocks. Feeding that inner child in me. Um, I may want to walk through Central Park, feed some birds, you know, right. things like that. Like, whatever gives you that, 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 that good feeling without overthinking. That's how I feed my soul. That that that's 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 why I feel is one of uh, one of the best ways to feed your soul. Because when you start overthinking things, when you start doing opposite of what you truly was going to do in the beginning, mm-hmm. because you're like, no, I'm gonna do it. No, yeah, 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 no, and then you wind up saying no most of the time. Or if you do say yes, you don't have that same enthusiastic as you had from when you first thought of it like oh let me do this and like other things I do to help feed the soul is just I do I, like, I write music I'm a songwriter for those who know me um I, I write songs sometimes I'll sing I'll sing I don't have the best voice ooh but <laughs> you know what I mean I sing I, I listen to music I do things that will make that keep me positive mm. I do things that 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 keep me going that keeps me feeling happy that's how I feed my soul that's that that's how I feel that's that's one of the best ways to feed the soul sometimes even helping other people like you may see somebody in the street you know they may you know they ask me may ask for a dollar or anything anything somebody maybe need help to walk across the street or their bags like 
I do that because it help. It makes me feel good. I do what makes you feel good. I think that helps feed the soul, and that also um, keeps your vibration high, your frequency high. So, how does feeding the soul help build self-esteem? It helps build self-esteem because it brings you closer to yourself. Again, when you feed your soul, you start to realize your true self. When you start to realize your true self, it automatically pushes you to wanting to know, to wanting to do better for yourself. Mm. And in order to wanting to do better for yourself, you're gonna start learning about yourself. You can't really do better for yourself if you don't know yourself first. That's why they say know thyself. Right. Even though that goes to a whole bunch of levels, as you know. Mm-hmm. So know thyself on this aspect is knowing uh, what it is that you lack. What is it, what it is that you want in life. What it is that you want to achieve uh, characteristically, uh, beside, in or physically. Mm-hmm. So like, by feeding your soul, it helps you build, it helps you, it pushes you towards wanting to build up higher self-esteem. It brings you more confidence in yourself because if mm. you want to build your self-esteem, you're going to be like, okay, now let me work on myself. And when you feed that inner child, you get more comp. When you, when you feed that inner child, because a kid in, in, in itself, without any trauma, which is like, uh, a crazy experience, uh, not even a crazy experience that may have happened that may have dimmed that child's light. Mm-hmm. So by you feeding your inner child, it allows you to be more confident in yourself doing whatever it is that you're doing. Because like in the beginning, when you continually to do it, in the beginning when I started feeding my inner child and I was just jumping on things like in public, I'd be on 125th Street, you know, and I'd be... I'll jump on like uh, fire hydrants and stuff like that. And, you know, I would be fearful of how people see me. Mm-hmm. But the more I did it, the more I didn't care because it made me feel good. And that's the thing about it. You, we have to, that's, that's what, first off, that's what helped me get over certain things because that's the self esteem builder. When you stop caring about others and just that good feeling, you chasing that feeling, it helps you build self esteem because. I feel that that actually is a big part of low self-esteem. When people mm. focus on what other people think about them, mm-hmm. that's just like the beginning stages of it. After that, you start uh, picking at the rest of whatever's left, mm-hmm. and you start messing yourself up. But yeah, that that stuff like that helps me feed my soul, and it helps me build more self-esteem. And again, even reading the spiritual books. Um, self-help books that helps you build your self-esteem it helps you feed your soul going to churches um getting into religions like when i was in a religion which is christianity when i was a christian i didn't realize how good i didn't realize how church did help me because when you were a kid you just your parents drag you you know right. what I mean? Right. After I got older, I was like, okay, it helped me. I, you know, certain scriptures would make me feel good. Mm-hmm. It would make me feel like, it would, it would give me an understanding of why I'm in the situation I'm in. And there is something great on the other side after this situation. Right, it fed your soul. Exactly. And it built more self-esteem. Because again, self-esteem isn't, like, self-esteem isn't just that of you, you and that person. You as a, oh, are you ugly or whatever like that. It's the situations that you're in. Because certain situations that you're in can lower your self-esteem. Right. You understand what I'm saying? It could be, oh, I'm never going to, I'm not good enough to get out this situation. It's not the fact that you're not good enough. It's just that you're supposed to be in a situation right now to learn something. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So, like, things like that help me to build my self-esteem and... Like, I'm still learning new ways to build my self-esteem. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm learning funner ways to build my self-esteem. Because when you're having more fun with it, the more you're willing to do it more and more and more. Because sometimes self-esteem builders can be, it can turn into homework. Mm-hmm. I know in the beginning of my life, I love, uh, like, the beginning of my journey, I, I was, I, I love learning who I was and becoming better like I was addicted so I'm like oh like in inward not mm-hmm. the physical the physical too but inward I was like 
oh, I'm like this, I'm going to fix this, I'm going to do this, affirmations, I was working on it. The more I got now, I feel like it's more homework to try to fix myself. To mature. Yeah, because we go through those retrograde periods, Mm -hmm. and now I'm focusing, and this is what makes me want to learn to and study how to make it more fun for me. So it won't feel like homework. And again, when you're having more fun doing it, it raises your vibration. When your vibration raises, it allows you to get closer to whatever it is you desire. Because whatever we desire, whatever we want to manifest is on a high frequency. That's another reason why we desire it. Because we always, the things that we truly desire, truly desire is always best for us. Mm-hmm. The true things we desire. Sometimes we just want things of materialness, but the true things we our think soul, we desire exactly things that we don't really truly desire. Exactly, but when the soul knows those things of the spirit knows those things of this is what I really want. Right. And those things, the reason we want it is because, oh, it's not because it's on a high level. We want it, we desire it because we know it's, it's going to help us grow. And mm. those things are on a higher frequency. So by having fun, it's just going to make you happy. It's going to make you joyful, which is going to raise your vibration. Because laughter, joy, happiness, those are all high vibration frequencies. So like that, that's what I'm studying now. How to make my how to how to make my my self growth more fun for me. Mm. You know what I mean? Because you know, you know, we all grow differently. We some people may be like, okay, I like studying this. You don't like studying this no more. I'm bored. You got to find something else to study. Right. So now I'm. That's what I'm doing. Like one, uh, it happens like, like one time my my um, my boy, um, he he takes photos. Basically, he's a great photographer and. It got to a point he used to rock his camera all the time. You know, he's bomb, 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 feet in his soul. And I spoke to him recently and he kind of stopped carrying his camera around. I'm like, yo, what happened? Why you don't carry the camera? He even said, he said, you know, it, you know, you know, got bored or what it is, what it is. Right. I'm like, well, have you ever tried putting your photographies into galleries? Like at least free galleries now. Mm. He never thought of that. Then when he thought of that, he had that spark again. Oh, yeah, you're right. Such and such and such Because now he's not just taking photos He's taking his He's taking that to the next level Right So again Sometimes we get bored of certain things You know what I mean That's how humans are We, we get tired of things Now we we Well sometimes we get tired of it And don't know where to go from there We have to constantly When you constantly feed your soul In different ways Besides just your passion Mm-hmm now, because if you do it for one way, it can stop you. It can block you because it's like, okay, you no longer have that path because you, you you think you're done here. But if you have another way of feeding your soul, now your soul is is getting fed, mm-hmm. hitting a higher bright, a higher frequency, higher vibration. So now it raises to another level and may go back to that same um, that same that may may go back to your passion right and figure out a better way of getting your passion out mm. you understand so that's why you got to have multiple ways of of feeding your soul feeding yourself feeding your soul and when when you actually do that it, it's just, it's an amazing feeling you feel so great you'll you'll feel like you're floating like it it's it's just amazing it's mm. yeah what are some ways that you feed your soul <laughs> Mr. Brisky. Uh, Ms. Z, thank you. Oh, sorry. Shout <laughs> the government. My fault. Ms. Z, excuse me. Well, um, some ways that I feed my soul, I, um, like you said, in, embracing and tapping into that inner child of mine, I have like a very playful, playful side. Right, right. Um, that's very childlike at times, but in a positive way. Um, and just doing things that make me feel internally happy, not mm. just um, feeding me on a mental level only, but and not just a physical level, but just that make me emotionally and and just spiritually happy. Mm. One thing that I like to do, I like to do many things actually, 
but I definitely am a music lover. Mm. Like I even have um, a separate phone that I use just for music, mm. and I have playlists that I made that are like I have a, a uplifting playlist on when I may not be feeling at my happiest or my self-esteem may not be feeling necessarily at its high height that day mm. where I just listen to all these inspirational songs that remind me of things and that feed my soul you know um, I'm into a lot of spiritual practices I'm very drawn to spiritual and metaphysical practices mm. um, but also you can feed your soul like you said for some people religion works for them right. and even though me personally I'm not a religious person I think that there's a lot of truth um, and a lot of lessons you can gain from religious texts mm -hmm. um, right that, that can further feed the soul you know sometimes I just go to whatever I'm drawn to at the moment when my soul needs feeding you know I might be watching TV and flipped over to the animal channel mm. And I, and I learned something from the animals and I'm just like, wow, you know, learn yeah, something right. about life for yourself. Um, I'm always kind of one of those people that seek to look for new ways to grow and learn. Mm. Um, because like you said, sometimes you get bored with doing the same way uh, of, you know, trying to feed your self-esteem and feed your soul. Um and I think that that helps also doing things that are your passion help feed your soul. Like I have many passions. One of my passions is, is um, natural medicine and herbs. Mm. You know, that's something that I really have a passion for. I actually sell herbal products and different things like that. But another passion of mine is music, singing, rapping. Mm. You know, I haven't um, rapped in a while. And the other day I wrote, some lyrics down and I'm like ooh that's fire mm -hmm. you was, know <laughs> you know it just came out of me out of nowhere sometimes um, just kind of mixing it up like even writing poetry that helps to feed my soul listening to um, certain people and their their lectures help feed my soul talking to friends who I can kind of vibe with more on a spiritual level. Mm. Help to feed my soul. There's so many ways that you can feed your soul to help you transform and, and go through metamorphosis like a butterfly. Mm. You know, so you can become the butterfly. Go from the caterpillar to the cocoon to the butterfly. Um, How does it help your self-esteem? That helps my self-esteem because it, it helps me... For me, it helps me understand myself on a deeper level mm. and understand my own greatness and, and acknowledge it. Um, nice. And with my self-esteem, because self-esteem is something that people say that you build in yourself. Right. But self-esteem is often molded by your surroundings and your mm. upbringing and different mm. things. So, true. so even though people call it like... Like uh, Cat Williams says on his uh, stand-up, it's self-esteem. It's how you feel about yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's how you feel about yourself, but how do you develop your, your self-concept? Right, right. You develop your self-concept from experiences, like you mentioned. You develop your self-concept from um, subliminal messages that you're given, mm -hmm. you know, from childhood and from adulthood. Right. You know, um... I, I like one thing I like to do is I like to change my hair a lot for some reason um, this year and last year I haven't well not last year but this year I haven't done it as much because mm. I've been kind of just feeling a short haircut but you know even in something as small as that just changing it up sometimes changing my hair just freedom of expression you know, changing your look up sometimes helps to feed your self-esteem. Mm. There's so many ways to, to build that up in yourself. You right, know? Right, right, You're right about that. Yeah, like positive, inspirational music. You know, there's a lot of um, negative, negativity just around us all the time. And sometimes I feel like I got to kind of unplug and just dive into stuff that's more positive that's more healing mm. you know that helps to build the self-esteem you know like when i was a kid <laughs> mm. 
my my siblings not all of my siblings but a few of them used to joke about my smile mm. and you know different things about the way I looked and that and people don't realize like you said on the last podcast those little jokes and different things pick away at self-esteem right sure does and they help to lower your vibration and you know they help to shape how you think about yourself because I might have not ever thought anything was wrong with my smile until someone said something negative about it Mm. then it made me question you know well should I like my smile or something is wrong with me Mm. and the way we are in our natural state nothing is wrong with us you see what I'm saying Mm. and I'm and people in their natural state you know there was a sister that I um, recently was looking today early on Facebook and she's very beautiful I think she's very beautiful and I like a lot of the things she has to say on her posts and different things but what surprised me was she posted something today talking about how she's gonna go and get her breast done mm. and she's gonna go and get her butt done and she's so beautiful the way she is mm. and it's like you know, even though she's trying to put it out there like it's not a self-esteem thing, she's doing it for her. Do you think women who do you think all women who get their butt done have lack of self-esteem? I don't think it's lack of self-esteem, but I think there's self-esteem issues there. Mm. You know, because somehow you receive the message that how you are in your natural state is not sufficient. Right. So you have to alter it. And I've known a few women who, you know, they may not have a uh, large breast or whatever or medium breast. And they like, oh, they're like, oh, I need to get my breast done. Right. And you truly don't. Who told you there was anything wrong with with having smaller breasts? Mm. You know, who told you there's, you know, there's some girls that are top heavy and they want to go and get breast reductions. Who told you there was something wrong with being top heavy unless it's impacting your health? Right, right. And even then. Sometimes there's exercise, there's different other methods that you can do to even minimize your breast or, you know, like, I think that going under the knife, unless you went through an accident, you were burned in the fire and part of your face is burned off or something. Mm. I think that should be, I think that's kind of an extreme method. Right. And when you start those things, a lot of times people have struggle stopping it because you're you're modifying yourself for this idea of perfection but it's you know it's man right. making these changes right. it's human beings making this change so it's not going to achieve perfection in the in the definition of perfection meaning no mistakes right. you know what i mean yeah. like i honestly always thought that janet jackson was very beautiful I don't like a way that she chips away at her nose. Mm. I think that it takes away from her natural beauty. I think that she never needed to do anything to her nose. Mm. I don't think Toni Braxton ever needed to do anything to her nose. You know, I think that they were just so naturally beautiful the way they were, but they have to feel that. And that's where the self-esteem issue comes in. Well, yeah, those are beautiful queens. But then you know how the industry is. It's that's where self-esteem really needs to be at his most high when you're in the industry because you got people left and right telling you you should change this you should change that and then you have all these new younger artists women and men too depending on the situation and it's like damn they're getting all the attention Mm -hmm. so I gotta change myself I gotta make myself look better I gotta make myself look younger Right. and that's the crazy thing about it like I feel you shouldn't even get in the industry unless you are 100% confident in yourself. But even then, I think what also messes with a lot of artists is the way that the fans Mm. and people dog them out on social media. There was a time when when artists didn't have social media. Now they turn on the computer and there's all these things and blogs about them talking about them and picking away at their self-esteem and I think that's terrible you know even Fantasia I don't think a lot of people notice I personally think she bleached her skin Mm. and she had such a gorgeous chocolate complexion Mm. and I didn't understand that but I'm like she's looking a whole lot lighter (laughs) for a chocolate girl 
you know, yeah. me being a chocolate girl, I'm looking a little with the side eye, and I'm like, you know, she's so talented, she's a beautiful woman, right. why would she do that? But then, you know, also on the flip side of it, look at how the media tears apart people's self-esteem. Yes, it does. They, they you know, put out there, like, even think of someone like Shaba Ranks. Mm. Everybody in the 90s was talking about how ugly he was. Mm-hmm. I ain't never find that man to be ugly. I thought he was handsome. He has some beautiful, strong features and that chocolate skin. But everybody, you know, even Living Color, they did Mr. Ugly Man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, look at, you know, that's a person. Right. And you're chipping away at their self-esteem. And also, you got to remember, self-esteem isn't just about the looks. Because mm. you could just you could make the wrong move, and that move will stick with you. Mm. Like okay, I had a friend um, from years ago, and we used to work together when I used to work at when I used to work uh, retail when I used to work at nine to fives and all that. And he he had a girlfriend that played him horribly like that played him like I don't I forgot the situation but she played him and after that he was like he was just insecure mm. he was scared to make decisions right because he knew he he picked her as his girlfriend I forgot what happened but he basically since he ever since he, he dated her he stopped dating her and then they went everything went left he just he was scared to make decisions. He was insecure of himself to make the right decisions. Well, he probably had abandonment issues after she left him. Mm. Well, what he told me, he was just, he just didn't trust himself anymore mm. because he because like she really messed him up. Like, wow. damn, I took time out for you, and you played me. So mm. after that, he just he didn't trust himself to make any like decisions. Wow. Yeah, and it. I can relate because it was times I think a lot of people relate because we just a lot of people just don't realize it yet. Mm-hmm. But that's why sometimes we second guess ourselves because things that happened in the past may have messed us up. Mm. And we're like, damn, that happened before. Should I do it again? I don't know. And that can damage somebody. Right. You know I mean, especially if someone's trying to be a leader. Because we're all, first and foremost, we're all supposed to be leaders of our own lives. Right. That's just what it is. Even if you're not trying to be a boss or anything, you're you're leading your life. Right. So by making certain decisions, it can really mess you up to second guess yourself like, damn, am I making the right move? That's why a lot of people ask for other people's opinions. And that's why we take other people's opinions so seriously sometimes because we can't take our own opinions. Mm -hmm. So we take other people's opinions and say, oh, this is what it is. But then when you take that person's opinions, if the person has ill will, then it'll damage you even more now. Mm. Because, oh, he's right. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing trying to lead this team. Or I don't know what I'm doing getting into this field. My parents were right. And now, even though you're still trying to get into that field because that's what you want, you still have that piece of you saying, I don't think I made the right decision. And that's why a lot of the times we don't complete it and we drop out and we or we fail mm. because we're not 100% committed to it. Because right. we're split now. Like, oh, should I do it? Should I not? You're doing it. One side of you doing it, your ego like, I'm going to do it to prove them wrong. And then your other side is really saying, damn, I don't, I don't know if I can even do it. I don't, I don't even know if I'm smart enough to do it. Right. Or again, am I even making the right decision? So, like, self-esteem comes in, like, many, plenty forms. Right. And the thing is to acknowledge that. Acknowledge, okay, what am I talking bad about myself? That's how I I, I Mm. usually reality check myself. I listen to my thoughts. That's why meditation is key. Because when you meditate, it allows you to hear the thoughts just pass through in your brain Mm. while you're meditating. Yeah. So you can actually uh, tap into, oh, okay, I'm actually saying this. Because we have a thousand million thoughts that go in our head constantly, constantly. Mm-hmm. Even while we're talking right now, you have thoughts going in your head constantly. But we don't 
uh, we don't identify all of them because there's just so many thoughts going into our head. That's why people catch anxiety sometimes because those are that's basically kind of what anxiety is. Just a whole bunch of decision makings, all these thoughts that's trying to make you, that's trying to tell you to make this the decision, this decision, this decision, but you don't know which one to choose. So it's feeling overwhelmed because exactly. of that. Exactly. Yeah. So like that's what happens when we when we regularly have thoughts. Right. So that's why again we have to pay attention to those thoughts that come to us that the dominant thoughts. So we all, we always have millions of thoughts that come through our brain, our mind every second. But then we got to have those dominant thoughts. Those dominant thoughts come from what happens in everyday life. It builds, it builds, it builds. Like we were talking about before, the subconscious. Whatever your subconscious is, uh, what's, embedded in your, what's embedded in your subconscious is going to be your life. Right. So the same thing with certain words that come through your brain. Oh, you're not good enough. You're not this. You're not that. Such and such and such. That's going gonna, gonna to come out in your actions because you're not realizing that's what you're feeding your subconscious. Right. So when you actually quiet those thoughts and actually pay attention to okay this is these are the dominant thoughts that's actually coming in my head when you realize that you can then change them Mm. because all that's going on is you got all these thoughts trying to go over the wall trying to go over the wall until that until the to the other to the main your mainframe and become your real thoughts now you could choose to let specific thoughts come in now those 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 dominant thoughts Already again, you, you they dominant because you gave them so much energy before. But then you gotta realize you have all these other thoughts that's trying to cross the wall and become dominant thoughts, right. become the real thoughts, the ones that want to help you be- become uh, your greater self. Right. But again, we don't hear those thoughts because we so focused on the dominant thoughts. Those dominant thoughts are much louder. Because sometimes what happens is those dominant thoughts become so so. Dominant, you're now possessed by those thoughts, and now you're just negative all the way. Mm. So now you're only focused on negative thoughts. Right. You only look for negative. Like people really just look for negative thoughts to say right. to try to even sometimes get them out of situations, get them out of doing something new. And you could tell by what people say out of their mouth a lot of times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you have some people where. Like, even on social media, a lot of times you'll see people that struggle with self-esteem and different things. Right. Like, when I'm just scrolling through news feed, there's people that I see, and they can't even make a positive post. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Everything is negative, and it's like, damn, that's what your state of mind is? It can't be happy birthday to my child, because it turns into... Happy birthday to my beautiful child. And, you know, even though I'm the only parent of this child and the other parent ain't there, I do the best that I can. And F you people that don't support it. It's mm-hmm. like, damn, you can't just say exactly happy birthday to my child. Mm-hmm. Or, or you know, I'm grateful for living, even though this realm is kind of fucked up. <laughs> right. I'm grateful for being here and being in this space at this time. Right. I, I can't just accept the positivity around me. Right. And that's why it's important to do self-esteem building practices also to me because you have to learn to be resilient. This is a society, this is a, a, a realm where you have to know how to bounce back and fight. Right. Because like you said, those negative thoughts can be so dominant. Mm-hmm. And this it's overwhelming all the all the messages we get about who we are and who we're supposed to be becomes overwhelming and it's like okay you have to be able to bounce back from this adversity from this these negative thoughts from this hardship and the way you know that you're able to bounce back and the way that you do it is by using your Mm self-esteem you can't just let some negative experience cause you to just live a negative path and just stay in that negative state of mind because you can't grow in a positive direction that way like that right you know what I mean like I know a lot of people myself included that have been hurt from a lot of things and you you know every day is a fight but but as long as you're fighting you ain't lose 
Mm-hmm. As long as you keep working at it and, right. you know, you didn't lose. And sometimes getting to your true self is like a like being an onion. Right. Trying to get to the bulb in the middle. Right. You got to shed those layers. Mm. All those layers of, of what we've been told, what we've been taught, what doesn't fit us. Shed through those layers until you get to the core of the true you. Right. You know what I mean? I got a lot of negative messages when I was growing up that affected my self-esteem for many years, and sometimes it still does. Right. I, I had family members who said that I'll, I'll, me and some of my siblings were going to be pregnant and on crack by 12 years old. Mm. You know, what kind of thing is that to say about a child? But there's right. people who've said those things. And I've gotten all kind of stuff. I told y'all before, I got, oh, you're, you're, you're too black. You're, um, you're ugly. Your smile is ugly. Mm. Why you don't look like this? Mm. Your hair is nappy. Mm. All of this shit. I got all of that and I got it really hard. And I'm, and, and maybe it wasn't as hard as I remember it. Maybe I'm just very sensitive to it, but I got it for many years. You know what I mean? Oh, so-and-so is better than you. I had a friend in high school who told me, or I regarded this person as a friend, who told me that they were better than me because their skin was lighter than me. Wow. So I, I, I had to deal with a lot of that stuff to tear down my self-esteem. But once you start to redefine your own idea of who you are, mm-hmm. and, it's, and like you said, it's not just a physical thing. I had a teacher in sixth grade tell me I was dumb. Mm. A teacher. Wow. Let me tell you what happened. I was in sixth grade. I had a teacher. I'll shout her out because I don't like her. Mm. <laughs> well, I, I can't say I don't like her. I don't know where she's at now in life. I hope she's a better person. But, um, nah, I ain't going to say her name. Mm-hmm. But she knows who she is. In sixth grade, I had my mother had switched me to a different school. Mm. Um, because the school that I was in was a neighborhood school. And it didn't. we didn't have any books. Right. And... Even though I was one of the highest scoring kids in my class, when I would take the standardized test, I wasn't scoring as high as I usually did. Mm. After a while, we didn't have any books. My fifth grade class, it was 47 of us with one teacher Mm. in the Bronx. 47. That's crazy. So it was was really crazy. And my school had no books. And I had a fourth grade teacher who told us, you, who told another te- I remember telling another teacher I just let them run around as long as they don't break anything wow so we weren't getting the quality of education that we needed you needed Mr. Clark <laughs> <laughs> we needed something Whoa. you know and um, I remember so my mom switched me to this school that was supposed to be more academically um, you know rigorous mm. and it was my first time getting science classes there because we I didn't have real science in my mm. last school I came from a school that had no books. And the teacher was teaching about Adams one day, and I never forget it. So I raised my hand and I say, Miss So-and-so, what's an Adam? And she says in front of the whole class, what are you, stupid? You don't know what an Adam is? And she went in on me in front of the whole class where I just put my head down at the desk and cried. Wow. And I was about 12. Mm. And that was something that chipped away at my self-esteem all the way through college and adulthood to the point where I consistently scored very poorly in my science classes. Mm. No matter how much I studied, no matter what school I went to, what teacher I had, even if I knew the answer, the teacher calls me, I will freeze up and forget the whole answer. Mm. And I had a, a professor in my undergrad years in college, Dr. Carson, who I love so dearly, wonderful, wonderful professor at Virginia State. She broke down to me about how that experience caused me a mental block. Mm. And so when a teacher calls on me, I'm forgetting everything because my mind is going back to that sixth grade child Mm. and the teacher towering over me, yelling at me and telling me that I was stupid. Mm. So I was reliving that and not even realizing I was reliving that trauma. Wow. All through adulthood, I'll get A's and B's and everything almost, but science, D. 
see at the highest. Mm. No matter how much I studied, I could not get. I was just like, I can't get this shit. Mm. Because I developed a block that I didn't even realize that I had. So, you know, self-esteem is not only, like you said, a physical thing. It, it affects on so many levels. And there's so many small ways that you can build a child's self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Something as simple as, you know, children get excited about the small accomplishments and they want to celebrate their small accomplishments. Right. But we would deem it small accomplishments. They go, I did it, I did it. You know, they get so excited. Right. And even just, just reinforcing that to them mm-hmm. can help build their self-esteem. Like... Oh, you did such a great job. They may not have done all that damn great. Mm-hmm. But for them, they tried. And you want to encourage them to continue to work at things. Yeah. And to believe in themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? They might draw a picture and they done scribble scrabbled all over the damn paper. <laughs> but don't tell a kid, you colored out the lines. Don't do that to that child. Yeah, I do it to my sons all the time. Not to color out the lines. I want to say, I like, hope you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and, and give them do like I, I I give them embrace. You know what I mean? Like he showed me a little dance. Like, That's what's up. That's very cool, man. <laughs> when he'll jump over my leg while my leg's stressed out. Watch this. I'm like, oh wow. You know what I mean? In my mind, I'm like, okay. But you know I mean? it's little to us as adults, yeah. but it builds their self-esteem yeah. and it lets them know you can do things and you can do what you put your mind to. Yeah. Like Chris Rock has a joke and he says, he said on one of his stand-up comedy shows, he said, you know, when you're a, a, a black child in America, you know, you, the parents have to teach you, you, you're capable of doing anything. You could do anything in this world. He said, Caucasian kids don't get that speech because mm. they already know. Mm-hmm. They already know. They already taught from a young age. They can do what the hell they want. Mm-hmm. They can be what the hell they want. And so I think that it's important to instill that in your children. You, you, you're incredible the way you are. And you can be and do and accomplish what you want. And yes, you're awesome. And yes, you're beautiful. And yes, you're powerful. You know what I mean? Right, right. You're right about that. It, it does work. Cause I see the the difference in my son's face when I do embrace him. Yeah. And he's like, he see like his smile, their smile, the littlest things. I'm like, he be, that's what gets me. As soon as they start smiling for that, you know, they get that little hand clap or whatever. He takes they take their little bow. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love it. Like you're right. Like you just gotta, you know, little things and it. Believe it or not, same thing for the adults. Like, yeah, it doesn't have to be big. Even like for employees, like when I used to like uh, do the, the nine to five thing, like I used to tell employees, like, "Yo, good job, that was good looking, good job, you know, do your thing, you know, you doing." And they 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 eat it, they love it because it makes them feel special. Because and I wasn't even a supervisor, I was just telling them because sometimes your supervisor may not tell you those things. Mm-hmm. So it makes that person feel good. Or even tell a supervisor, like, yo, yo, good looking. Like, you you know, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have learned. I, 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 I. Mm-hmm. Y'all could be gassing it. You know what I mean? But some, you know, but it's, they still made them feel good. It was like, oh, yo, yo good looking. And they tell you, sometimes I, I needed to hear. All those times, you know, I'm doing my, I was always doing, you know, doing my best anyway. But supervisors wouldn't always come up and tell you that. So you have random people come up and be like, yo, you're doing your thing. I, I, I'm, I'm paying attention to you, such and such. And yeah. it did feel good. I'm like, yo. So, like, yeah, it works for children and also adults. Like, it don't got to be nothing major. It's just got to show that you pay attention to that person. Show mm-hmm. appreciation. Right. Show that, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention to you and you you doing your thug thizzle out here. And, and that's that's just that's what it is. That, that helps build that confidence. It helps mm-hmm. build people wanting to do more for that. Right. So, like, especially so, especially now with somebody's passion, you know, if somebody want to play basketball, you know, be a basketball player, and they, you know, they make shots, you give them that, ooh, I see you, boy. I see that three, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Or even if they want to be a singer, rapper, you tell them, like, yo, the music is hard. That's why we all should start giving each other a lot more compliments yeah. on what we do on the positive things and not just shining so much 
energy on and, and spending so much energy on the negative things. Mm-hmm. Like just giving each other compliments. Women exactly. give each other a compliment. It doesn't have to it doesn't always have to be a competition kind of thing. If another woman looks fly, her dress is fly, mm-hmm. her attitude, her spirit is beautiful, tell her. Exactly. Tell her. The other day I was in a store and I came across this young girl and her mother. And I looked at the girl and she shocked me because I just thought she was so beautiful. Mm. And I stopped and I looked at her and I said, you are so beautiful. And it caught her by surprise and she was like, thank you. You know what I mean? Or, you know, someone came to me at um, an event that I went to um, with Phil Valentine. And this um, sister came to me and she was just kind of like, I love your spirit. And that made me feel so good. She said my spirit kind of reminded her of Joe Scott or something. Mm-hmm. But she was like, you know, you're physically beautiful too. But she was like, I just love your spirit. Right. She was like, I just love your energy. And that just reinforced to me my own positivity and greatness. Because sometimes I feel like we have to be reminded of that. You know what I mean? Right, right. You know, just giving each other compliments. Um, women can give each other compliments. Men can give each other compliments. Just everybody give each other some type of compliments. Nobody's bad all the time. Nope. You nobody's you know negative all the time. Not at all. Yeah. You just gotta remember that nobody wants to be negative. Like if you see somebody just being negative, like the comments you said, if they're going through something, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Again, it's it's all about the mental. You got those negative thoughts. Like the concept I like to use, I was trying to use earlier, but I guess I did it wrong. Was basically you have negative thoughts, if you that go through your head all the time, don't ignore them. Pay attention to them because the more you ignore them, the more they're going over that wall. Mm. So it's like you got to see your brain as home base, and you got. The enemy that's going over the wall. You 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 you're ignoring them. You're ignoring them. Mm-hmm. But time you actually get to the point, you're gonna pay attention to them because there's gonna be so many of them now. Right. And it's like, oh, they already here. They already. So now you're in that negative space. Mm-hmm. If you don't pay attention to them before that, like, oh, that's why meditation is good because it allows you to see what's going on through your head. Mm. So you can handle that negative thought before it even crosses. You can. Like the best way I used to, what I what I use is, um, if I hear a negative thought, I'll back it up with a positive one. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't do it. Now nah, I got this. Let's get it. That's oh, a very good strategy for yeah. self-esteem. Because what it does now is, it allows is now training your brain for any negative thought because your brain is a muscle, so it's gonna uh, it's building your brain muscle. It's building that 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 positive side. And at the same time, is allowing your brain to be in that pattern of every time you hear something negative, say something positive. So it be right. it's regular now. Like oh, something something. It could be it could come out your mouth. Somebody right. make you know what I mean? It could be the I oh. I call that changing your station. Yeah. Because you know how you get. Um, sometimes you're you're going through radio stations and you have a frequency that's not really all that clear. Right. Or it's it's sounds fuzzy. <laughs> And it's bothering you. Right. Change the station. That's what we do, right? Right, right. We change the station. So we have to change the station on those thoughts. Right. Like you're saying. 100%. Because if you don't, that's when, you know, it takes over and you're just saying that's where depression comes in and, and everything else after that. I mean, it's, 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 no one, again, no one wants to be negative. We came in this world. Our soul itself, our, our our spirit, is is positive regardless of what. But it's again, it's your choice. Mm-hmm. And words, as we all know, are very powerful. You can be possessed by your words. Words are, are words are alive. They're they're its own entity in itself. Everything is alive. Everything has life because it's it's frequency. Mm. So at the end of the day, now. You allowing that spirit to enter your brain. Oh, you're dumb. You're this. You're that. You're this. And then you're, it's eventually going to take over your mental and your body. Because you're going to start mentally thinking this is the truth. And you're going to start moving in that direction. 
away from where you truly desire to be. So again, pay attention to your thoughts. Even if you don't meditate, um, another thing that you can do, because um, not, 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 I know not a lot of people, you know, like to meditate like that. Because um, I didn't like meditating in the beginning either until I, I re- until I realized how it helps. But um, another thing one of my mentors taught me was write something down. So like um, when I, I I used to didn't really like math. I used to hate math. I didn't realize why. Like I liked the math was two week until I got to a certain point. So he gave me some math questions to write down. He said when you get to a math question you don't like, write down your first thought. So as I'm writing, you know, I'm doing the math, and I see math that I didn't like, and I wrote the first thing that that came to my mind, and it says big numbers. So the first thing that came to my mind was like, oh damn, big numbers, and mm. I don't feel like doing it no more. And that's when I realized, okay, math, uh, big numbers. I don't. It's not that I don't like math. It's that I have issues with bigger numbers. Mm. So let me work on that. So like it's that. It's a good exercise. Yeah. For you to yeah. Like so like. Stuff like that, like it's plenty of different other ways you can, you know, search mind hacks, mm-hmm. things like that to help you overcome uh, positive, you know, negative thoughts and uh, you know, low self esteem, things like that. Yeah, because those negative thoughts become our reality, right? And what we think becomes our reality because we we create even with thought. You know what I mean? With words and with thought, we create. And so, if we think that we're stupid for example we're automatically going to create that and and because we're putting that energy in our existence and we're going to manifest that so it's very important to manage what we're thinking right and on that note we don't have as much time left so from there we're going to end it we're going to end it right there i uh, hope you guys love and I hope it helped. And feel free to share any of our videos with anyone, any of our um, recordings with anyone who you feel like it can help as well. Um, Peace, love, vibrations to everyone, hugs and kisses sending through the the, the sound waves. (laughs) Um, And we wish y'all the best on y'all journey. Have a blessed one. Many blessings, much love. Always speak life. One. Peace.